Welcome to the first episode of 2022. Typically, this episode is made for people launching a podcast. Like last year, episode 756 was 14 steps to start a successful podcast in 2021. And it turns out, you know what? Those same 14 steps are the same. So if you're looking to launch a podcast, definitely go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 756. What I want to talk about today is, and I hate to use this word, different levels. How about different types? Different types of podcasters. Because I grew up, my immediate family had five people. I had mom, dad, I have a brother, and a sister. And yes, that made us, you guessed it, the Jackson Five. And I've heard every Michael Jackson joke, every Action Jackson joke, every Apple Jacks joke, you name it, Jackson Brown, etc. I've heard them all. And comparing myself to my brother or my sister or anybody else, it's kind of not fair because we're all different. And yet we are all Jacksons. So when we compare the hobbyist podcast to the semi-pro podcast, it's not really fair because, well, they're different with different goals and different strategies, and yet they're all podcasts. In the same way, comparing Pop-Tarts, right, brown sugar cinnamon to strawberry to chocolate, it's not really fair. They're different, and yet they're all Pop-Tarts. So today we're going to look at the different types of podcasters. Why? Because you know that I know that you know that I know that one of the worst things you can do is compare yourself to other podcasters, and yet we do. If you turn on the TV show, all they do is judge. it. This week we're judging this singer. Next week we're judging your talent on this. That's all we do is judge each other, and we're kind of programmed to that, unfortunately. And so my goal here is to go, look, we're all podcasters. Some of us are different. So if you're going to compare yourself to somebody, make sure you're comparing someone that's similar. But again, I recommend that you don't. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, grow, and if you want to, monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. And before we get into looking at the different types of podcasters, I always love to start off the show with a because of my podcast story. And today we've got one from Jerry Williams. We'll let her take it away. It's pretty amazing. Hi, Dave Jackson. It's Jerry Williams, the host of FBI Retired Case File Review, coming to you again with yet another because of my podcast story. The last time I showed you how, because of my podcast, I got a job as a TV technical consultant. This time, it's even bigger. Because of my podcast, I was just awarded by the FBI Agents Association their Distinguished Service Award for my continued support of the FBI family through my books and podcast, telling real stories with real cases and real FBI agents on FBI Retired Case File Review. I also received the honor of being the keynote speaker at a gala event of 400 attendees 
at the Four Seasons Hotel in Washington, D.C. It was a magical evening. After doing this for six years and nearly 250 episodes, this award received from my peers, my former colleagues, is the best validation of my creative work that I could ever receive. Thanks for all you do for podcasters. And thanks for letting me share my latest because of my podcast story. Jerry, thank you so much. That is such an awesome story. And if you think about it, if you started a podcast right now, whatever day it is, six years from now, you might be receiving an award from your peers. How cool is that? That is amazing. So what is the goal of this episode? This one is a little bit about mental health and kind of understanding where you are, embracing who you are, and loving who you are. Let me give you an example. Because really, one of the most dangerous things you can do is compare yourself to others. I've said this before. I've seen people that were ecstatic that they were getting 80 downloads an episode. And then somebody will go into a Facebook group. We're going to talk a lot today about Facebook groups and say, hey, I just went over whatever, 5,000 downloads in a minute or something else that's equally is just ridiculous. And that first person will just get the life sapped out of them. So we're going to talk about different types. And then you might go, you know what? I'm actually this kind of podcaster. And I'm comparing myself to somebody who's in a completely different area. Again, I hate the word level here because it makes it sound like a video game. But let me give you an example. When I was in my 20s, back in the day, I would play golf with my brother once a year. Now, my brother played about once an hour. He's a huge golf buff. And consequently, by the way, my golf scores looked like someone who golfed, I don't know, once a year. I would use my dad's old clubs. Now, my dad was about two inches shorter than I was, so I would top the ball uh, every almost every shot. And we would go to one of the, the cheapest kind of golf, I guess, clubs, places, courses. There we go. It's a course. And you know what? We would just have a fun day hanging out, walking around. Uh, it wasn't so fun for the guy I hit on the green the one time and, of course, the, the goose. It was not safe around me when I have a golf club and a ball. And now, how would I have felt if I compared myself to Tiger Woods? I mean, that would be insane unless I compared myself to maybe, I don't know, a two-year-old Tiger Woods. So when you have your attitude in check, it can change the way you perform moving forward. I had a weird thing this week where I've always considered where I'm recording right now, my office. It's where I do all my work for Libsyn as a tech support person. It's where I do all my show notes. It's where I do my recording. And I'm trying to do more video. And in the process of doing that, it means I have to shove my desk out a little more. And it's going to look kind of weird because my desk is going to be in the middle of the room. And I said, well, it's not really going to be more of an office. It's going to be a studio because I've been in TV studios and they're kind of weird the way they're set up. It's like all of a sudden you got this three fourths of a room in the middle of nowhere. And somehow just saying, yep, I'm going into my studio somehow changed the tension. I guess is a word here in my head that, Oh, this looks wrong. 
you know, because and the other thing is you have to go with reality is I was worried about, well, what if somebody wants to come over and we have a chat in my office? And I'm here to tell you, I've been in this house for four years. And aside from Glenn, the geek, almost nobody has been in this house. So I'm kind of worried about something that I don't need to worry about. So let's talk about one style of podcasting is, and I've kind of labeled this a hobbyist. And if you want to, you could call it level one. But again, I'm, I'm worried about using the word level. But this person is trying to do it all for free using what they have. And so they record with their phone and they often kind of lean towards free stuff again. And they may even make their own artwork using something like Canva, the free version, of course. And they're excited to podcast. So they don't put a lot of effort into planning their podcast. They pick up their phone, they press record, they do zero editing, and they publish the episode. And an example of this, if you're a regular listener, you've probably heard me tell the story before. I'll make it quick. I once on a dare did a show called Dates from Hell. And it was me and my now ex-wife one day were at a kitchen table exchanging dates from hell stories. And somebody said, man, you got, that's a podcast right there. I dare you guys to make a podcast. And after a few episodes, we ran out of stories. And we kind of thought the audience would chime in with their stories, except uh, we didn't have an audience. In fact, when you start a podcast, unless you've got a big social following and things like that, you probably don't have an audience. So when you're relying on your audience, to provide stories, well, let's just say that that particular show did not last long, but it was a hobby podcast. We did it for fun. We actually did have fun on that show and we jumped in. We didn't do a lot of thinking about it. And I would call that a success, even though it only had about three or four episodes. We set out to do exactly what we wanted to do, which was have some fun telling some stories about dates from hell. Now, if that's you, I want to give you a tip. And I see people doing this. They put their phone on speaker and they record that way. I'm here to tell you a much better recording will be had if you keep it off a speaker and hold it up like you're talking on the phone. There are people that still do that. Instead of just using your phone as a text tool, they will actually place a phone call to people. So pretend you're talking to your best friend and hold the microphone, which is in the bottom, of course, of your phone up to your your mouth, you will get a much better recording. But speaking of that, let's say this person who's been doing this fun podcast still wants to have fun, but they kind of noticed that, yeah, my phone doesn't sound that great. So they decide they want to take it up a notch and they decide they're going to start using an actual microphone. So they found a few Facebook groups about podcasting and decided they needed uh, to start doing interviews. That's the other thing. They're like, wait, what? Okay, I'm going to take this up a notch by number one, getting a microphone. And number two, I'm going to do interviews. And we'll talk about that in a second because I don't know if you know this. You don't have to do interviews. It's true. I know it's crazy. But think about this. There's a few ways this could go. They're going to buy a microphone. So either one, they're going to buy a microphone like a Shure SM58 that they later find out. By the way, the Shure SM58, great microphone. Phenomenal. Like every rock star, every bar, SM58, things indestructible. And it's a great microphone. But if you don't know what you don't know, when you get home, there's no way to plug that microphone into your computer. And so what happens is they get a little confused. They feel a little less than smart because they they Googled 
best microphone for a hundred bucks. And they kind of go, ah, I think I bought the wrong microphone. And so they could either go back to their, their phone and record that way, or they could do some research and buy an interface to take that microphone into their computer. Or of course, there's always the option of, well, I'll just quit. I feel stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. So you can see there are a lot of ways that that could go. Just like, hey, I want to buy a microphone. And unfortunately, what happens is, well, they get a, a blue Yeti, but we'll get to that in a second. Here's another way this could have gone. They could get advice from an experienced podcaster that recommends the Samson Q2U or the Audio-Technica ATR2100X. Now, both of these microphones can plug directly into your computer, but they also have the ability to grow with the podcaster if they choose later to go even a little deeper into the podcasting waters. So here again, Facebook groups may not be the best place to ask podcasting advice. I do my best to go into some of the groups and and shed what I feel, in my opinion, is solid advice. Now, this same podcaster has decided that, well, I have to do an interview because, well, it's a podcast. You have to do interviews. And again, no, you don't. So they enter a Facebook group and they ask, uh, what's the best way to do a remote interview for free? Now, they receive about nine different answers. I'm making this up, by the way, uh, this, this whole part here. I just guessed nine different answers, but it could be it could be a lot more. But many of these recommending things like Squadcast and Riverside, both of which, by the way, are not free. So somebody said, how do I record a remote interview? And somebody immediately grabs the keyboard and they type in Squadcast and another 10 people type in Riverside and then somebody else. And they miss the fact that the person said for free. They're not listening to the question. And someone suggests using Zoom, but Zoom only records 40 minutes on the free plan. And then really a giant tangent. I mean, people are like, how dare you? Do you know what the sample rate is of Zoom? How dare? No. So that's a whole other thing. Now, what if that person, the, the podcaster, had come to someone who had experience and insights? And I know this is crazy. They actually listened to the question. They might have said something like, well, you can use CleanFeed or Zencaster. That person might also provide insights into recording remotely and the chances of them losing a recording. They would state that if you want to always have a good night's sleep, you should always record an interview with two sources and then let them know that when you record on just one device, you're kind of on thin ice, but you had about a 0.3 chance of having issues. And if you wonder to me, point three is from what I've heard in the years of usually somewhere between the the first episode and the 400th episode, you're going to lose one. And the way this typically works is the more important the guest, the better the chance that's going to be the one that gets eaten. And so they then figure this whole, let's say they use clean feed. So let's say they figure this out because they need something free and they know it's not a wave file, but they're, they're really trying to do the free thing and they figure it out and they decide they're going to interview anyone. Here's their criteria for a guest. You need a pulse. And they find an old YouTube video that shows them how to export files from a free program called audacity. And they push themselves through the learning curve 
of getting their clean feed files directly into Audacity and then exporting them as an MP3 file. Thanks again to YouTube. And there are a lot of people to leave our little podcaster story here that like to export as an M4A file, which is another audio file. Please note that Spotify does not use M4A files. It wants an MP3. And for the record, I recommend MP3 files that are constant bit rate, do not export at variable bit rate. And I either say 128 kilobits per second stereo or 64 kilobits per second mono. Now, you can go higher, you can go lower. Of course, it's your show. But that's what I recommend. And going back to our podcaster, there's a slight learning curve is they now need to figure out how to get their recorded interview into their free media host because before they just used their phone. Now, the next type of podcaster is now doing interviews. They decide to use a tool called Calendly for free, and they kind of get discouraged as they have a few no-show guests because the free version doesn't send any reminders, and so people forget that they've scheduled their interview. And they also see, again, people sharing download numbers, and they've produced four episodes, and they have a total number of downloads of 19 for the whole show. And so they think to themselves, how is everyone getting so many downloads? And so what do they do? They go to Facebook, they find a group, and they completely overlook the button labeled search, and they ask a question that was probably asked at least once a day in every Facebook group about podcasting. And that is, of course, how do I grow my audience? Now, they receive, I'm going to guess, around 67 comments. Many of them are duplicates from the previous commenter. So what I mean by that is someone will say, use social media. And the next person will say, and I'm not making this up, use social media. And so they get about 67 comments, many of them duplicates. And those people, by the way, that are saying the exact same thing, there's a thing called the like button. You can click on like, and that person can see how many answers receive the most likes. It's an idea of, of Facebook. Look, It's a little thumbs up thing if you've never seen it. And again, they see things like social media, interviews, reviews, and promo swaps. Okay. And one of my favorite Stephen Covey-isms, if that's even a thing, he's the author of the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And if I remember right, habit five is understand before being understood. I wish more people would do that in every aspect of their life. And when I'm with a coaching client, the first thing I do, if you're a good coach, is you have to listen. You have to listen and find out what's going on. And I keep listening until I can state your issue in a way that you nod your head and you say, exactly. And nobody in Facebook is willing to ask when somebody says, how do I grow my audience? Nobody says, what are you currently doing? Because they might be able to say, oh, yeah, that whole thing where you think reviews will get you to the top of the charts. Yeah. Social proof. You can get as many reviews as you want. Just realize those don't do anything for you in the charts. In fact, A, Apple charts aren't charts. It's really just spotlighting new podcasts that have a fair number of new subscribers, etc. They don't ask. They just blurt out an answer. And if they did, 
if they did say, what are you currently doing? They would see that at this particular type of podcaster who has jumped in without understanding the mechanics of podcasting. Because let me give an example. When I bought my first car, my father took me outside and he showed me how to change the oil, how to add antifreeze and how to change a tire. I kind of already knew how to put gas in it. And I don't mean you have to be a giant tech nerd, but if you don't understand the basic mechanics of how podcasting works, you're in that situation where you don't know what you don't know. And had someone in that Facebook group asked, hey, what have you done so far? They would have discovered that this particular type of podcaster hadn't submitted their show to any of the directories. And those directories have thousands of people that are consuming audio. They had found an old article, of course, thanks to our good friends at at Google, stating that uh, free media hosts, they usually do this for them. And they did a few years ago, in the case of Anchor. They didn't realize that they're reading an article from 2019, and that's no longer accurate. But they didn't know that. And they got their advice from people in Facebook. And in a second, I'm going to explain what happens after they submit their show to Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. But right now, and I know you're probably thinking, Dave, this whole thing sounds like a commercial for your consulting. And I'm going to talk about that at the end. I don't care if you talk to me, David Hooper, Matthew Passy, or Eric K. Johnson. There are tons of people that can help you with your podcast. I would like you, of course, to sign up at the School of Podcasting, where all the stuff we just went through, you don't have to deal with this caca a poo I'm going to make sure that you buy the right equipment for the kind of podcast you're going to be doing. I'm going to help you pick a media host that works for you so you can understand how much it's going to cost. I can help you sound great because it takes a little while. Right now I'm using an SM7B and I'm still kind of learning how to work this particular microphone. It takes a little practice. I'm going to give you access to a focus group. You can actually give me an episode and I will say, this was really good right here. This is great. Oh, did you know your your volume is a little low here? I'm going to give you a thing I call constructive feedback. And if you want, we can allow other members of the School of Podcasting so you don't just have to rely on my opinion, if you want. And the great thing about it is we have a podcasting mastermind. You have filled with by the way, brilliant podcasting minds. We have our step-by-step tutorials that now include a course on Captivate.fm and we've got live group coaching and yes, there's more, a 30-day money-back guarantee. You don't like it anytime within the first 29 days, you can come to me and say, Dave, you know, this just isn't for me. Fine, I'm glad you took your shot. I'm so glad you at least tried it and I will refund your money schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That is not in the show notes. L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. Why? Because it's for you. You took the time to press play. And it's my way of saying, hey, let me knock off some of that price as a way of saying thank you. schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. So you're thinking, well, 
now that they found a video on YouTube and they were able to submit their show to Apple, Google, and Spotify, and Amazon, that uh, money fell from heaven, they were on Jimmy Fallon, they were whatever, they got to meet the queen. What? No, that's not the way it worked. Uh, it turns out they were already in Spotify, and but they think, right, that, that podcaster now thinks, all right, now my numbers are going to double. But they don't. What, what, what? Yeah, they are very frustrated. They were told in Facebook to be consistent, and they have published an episode every week for three months now. They're up to 12 episodes and a total of 123 downloads. Their media hosts promise them they're going to make money. And when they check the money section of their media host, it shows they made a dollar twenty-three. Beyond frustrated, they go into where? That's right, a Facebook group. And in mostly all caps, they state, I've been doing this podcast for months. I've been consistent, and I even bought a new microphone. I'm in Apple, I'm in Spotify, but my numbers are barely growing. How do you do this? I'm ready to quit. And then I think maybe, possibly, the worst advice I've ever seen given in a Facebook group in this instance, it's my three favorite words, and that is, just keep going. (laughs) And I will explain when that is good advice, but now is not the time, because let's, let's say I go into a Facebook group and I go, hey... I need to get to Cleveland. How do I get there? And they go, oh, just take 77. So I get in my car and I go on 77 South. Now I live in Akron, Ohio. It's about an hour south of Cleveland. So I'm driving 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half. And I'm not seeing any signs of Cleveland, Ohio. And I go into Facebook and I go, hey, like I've been driving I'm consistently, I'm following all the rules of the road. I've got my turn signals on. I'm doing everything all the laws say. And I don't see Cleveland, Ohio. And somebody says, just keep going. Well, nobody asked me, where are you coming from? And consequently, I'm going the direct opposite direction. And that is the part. Remember, we started off with somebody who was just doing it for fun. They don't really care. I just want to have fun with my friends. And now they're getting a little more serious. And this is the step that often gets missed. And that is, okay, we've got to ask some questions. We need to figure out where we are and where we want to go. So the first question you have to ask is, why are you doing this podcast? Are you trying to be seen as an expert? Are you trying to get to talk to people that, well, you normally wouldn't get a chance to talk to? Are just trying to grow your influence or maybe sell some products? Maybe you are a charity or some sort of cause and you're just trying to get the message out and you can't get any exposure. You need to be able to say your why. I always say, I forget who said this originally, but if you can't make it, if you can't say your why, you're never going to make it through the how. So you need to understand why you're starting this because that's kind of your goal. But then you need to ask yourself, is this just for fun? Is this just a hobby? Or is this a marketing part of my business? Because as you can see, I'll talk about this in just a second. 
It gets a little muddy if you start in one direction with one motivation, and then later you want to change. Now, it's not impossible, but it's just easier. If I'm going to Cleveland, it's easier to go just north instead of going south for an hour and a half. And then the third one is who is your audience? And really, by knowing who your audience is, you then know what they need which means you need, and it kind of comes back to why. Why would your audience listen to your podcast? Well, because I know who they are, I know what they want, and I deliver what they need. So why am I doing this? Is this just for fun? Is it a hobby or a business? And then who is my audience and what do they want? And then the fourth one is how will you gauge success. And so many people just focus on downloads. How do I get my downloads up? It's not about getting downloads. It's about getting the right downloads. I saw a guy in a Facebook group that again, somebody said, how do I grow my audience? And he said, I will get 150 listeners for you in Spotify. And I was like, how does that work? Does he just put a gun to their head and say, hey, listen to this or not? You can't make someone subscribe to a podcast. Now, you can fake them all day long, but I just every time I see those, I just go, ah, ah, here's another person. I will promote your show for you and realize, yes, primarily we use downloads. It's kind of the only thing we have in many cases to gauge. Is this working or not? And you need to gauge. Is this working or not? But there are so many other reasons. If you're using this as a marketing arm, for your podcast, well, then you can gauge it by sales. If you're using this to build a newsletter, then you can gauge this on how many people are signing up for the newsletter. If you're gauging this on, hey, I'm a uh, some sort of cause and I'm trying to get the word out, and then somebody sees a t-shirt you're wearing and they go, hey, I, I've heard of your podcast. Or, I mean, I think back to the early days of podcasting, and I would ask somebody, have you ever listened to a podcast? And they said, no. And I was kind of on my own little charity cause, spreading the message about podcasting and how I truly thought it's going to change the world. And I still think that. And I remember the first day I asked somebody, hey, have you ever heard of podcasting? And they said, yes. And I was like, my message is getting out there. Now, granted, it was me and a lot of other people that were really on fire about podcasting. But that I just remember that. I was like, holy cow. This is starting to catch fire. It was the first person who said, "A pod? do I need an iPod for that? So how are you going to measure the success? And when we go back to that person that's doing it just for fun, you measure it in fun. If you're the person that is a a poet, an artist, and you just want to get your work out there, guess what? When your work is out there, you I, I feel that it's kind of out there and, okay, I'm doing something. And that might be all you need. I just need a creative outlet. And again, I say this, there's nothing wrong with any of those answers in the same way that there are different styles of golfers, different styles of guitar players, different styles of artists. It's it's up to you. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is, though, when the hobbyist is starting out and they lose track of the fact that I'm doing this for fun and they see somebody say, hey, we just went over two million downloads. And they go, wait, I'm I'm getting 36 downloads an episode. Oh, hold on. Don't lose track of why you're doing this. You're doing this for fun. 
And it's okay if you want to switch gears and go, well, I, I might try to do a little more of this. Okay, then answer those four questions. Why am I doing this? Because you just switched from for fun to hobby. Because I, I have a bike hobby. I spend probably a couple hundred bucks a year getting my bike tuned up, probably buy a new pair of pants, maybe get some new gloves. I don't make a dime riding my bike. I, I get the benefit of health, hopefully. Maybe, kind of, okay, maybe not, but I get, uh, I get relaxation. I go out and ride in the woods and things like that. It's not always about the downloads. And that leads us to the next type of podcaster. And I'm kind of in quotation marks, labeling this a semi-pro podcaster, because I'm not even sure what a pro podcaster is besides the fact that they're doing it for a living, but the semi-pro is now focused on creating a show, and they are focused on who? That's right, their audience. And now that they've, they, they want to up their promotion, they're like, hey, how do I get the word out about this? But before they do that, they get constructive feedback before amplifying their marketing and promotional efforts. I cannot say how important that is. Here is a clip of my good friend Peter he thought he had a great idea. He thought he was funny. And just listen to how his friends react. Okay, ready? I'm John Wayne at the first Thanksgiving, pilgrims. Happy Thanksgiving, pilgrims. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. oh, my God. Peter, Yeah, I'll tell you, and I'm your friend, and I'll be honest with you, that's funny. That is funny. And you know what I appreciate about your joke, Peter? It's clean. Yeah, let me guess. You didn't laugh either. So that's my point. If you watch any of the Friends, you know, the TV show Friends, anytime they have to talk about Joey's acting, they're all like, oh, it was uh, it was so weird. You were there on the TV and you're right here. Anything to not let him know that, hey, that show is really awful. And realize that you're when you do a focus group, when you get somebody who is your target audience to listen, it doesn't mean they're just going to say it's awful. They're going to let you know what you're doing right. In fact, probably most of it is going to be, I really liked this. I really like this. I really like this. I found this one little thing was a little boring. And so the thing to keep in mind is there's going to be growing pains no matter what type of podcaster you are. If a person who is doing this just for fun, they just want to hang out and talk about their favorite subject. If they try to do all the things that the semi-professional person, and again, I put that in air quotes, is doing, and now they're doing keyword research and they're you know, transcribing things and they're all this other super things that they're doing, they are going to burn out so quickly because, again, they're probably trying to do this themselves and they're trying to do it for free. Likewise, even the person that has done all the research, they know who their target audience is, they know this, they know that. I guarantee you, when you put out your episode, you're going to end up getting some sort of reaction that you go, huh, I didn't expect that. And at that point, let's say you, you created a podcast for person A, and it turns out that person B showed up. Well, you have two options there. You could either A, tweak your content because you're attracting the wrong people, wrong again in quotation marks, or you look at the people you did attract and go, okay, what do these people need? Let me adjust the content to the people that actually showed up. But realize None of these are wrong. Just realize there are different types of people in this industry. Some people are doing it just for fun. And if you are doing it just for fun, acknowledge it, love it, and be yourself and have fun. 
as I record this, the all the NFL games today, there was a, a super popular coach. He went on to create a video game. His name was John Madden. He was the youngest coach to win the Super Bowl. And they're all remembering him because he died. And one of the things that made John Madden John Madden is he was himself. He was the guy that said, boom, and the he's like, hey, I was going, that guy's going down the thing and boom, there he is. He hit it. You know, it's like, and he, he was a color commentary and color commentary guys often come across as not so smart because they say things like, well, if you want to win the game, you got to score some points. Boom. It's like, what? Okay. So John Madden was John Madden. And now everybody is remembering him and saying, what an effect. There's actually a really great documentary called All Madden. And at the end, John Madden says, I never realized I had that kind of impact. You know, what I didn't know was this is this is was going on behind the scenes. He was just being himself. So just be yourself and you will attract the people that like you. And we talked about this on Ask the Podcast Coach. It's hard to accept when you're being yourself and somebody goes, Yeah, I don't really like your show. Because it's really easy to kind of twist that into, ah, you don't really like me. And that's not really the same thing, but it's really easy to connect those kind of dots. Some other things I've seen in Facebook that I just go, no, and I've kind of hinted at it earlier. Yes, it's important to be consistent with your schedule because you become part of people's routine. However, think about this. If you could overnight a fragile item from Amazon and it showed up broken, you go, oh, I'm so glad they got it here, though. Or would you rather have that fragile item that is maybe a day later or two? And yeah, it it didn't show up when you wanted it to, but it was still intact. I would much rather have a late show, late in quotation marks, that was great than an on-time show that was meh. I also see almost an hourly discussion on who should I host my podcast with. And yes, I work for Libsyn, but I'm here to say it's not your media host that makes you popular. It's your content in our little different styles of people here. The person, that first person that started as just for fun, as they advanced up, they never looked at who is my audience. And it's your audience that really helps you grow your show. 70% of podcasts are discovered via word of mouth. And it's word of mouth is inspired by really great content, not by the fact that, well, this person's there every Tuesday for me. I also see, hey, I got, uh, you know, X amount of downloads. Is that good? And the equation for your podcast in terms of how many downloads should you get, it's, it's this. The value in the episode, and you multiply that by smart marketing. So this is giving things on social, not just social, but telling your audience, treating your audience like a sales team and going, hey, here's some marketing material to go promote the show. Not, hey, episode 16 is out. Nobody cares. So if you take the value in the episodes, multiply it by smart marketing, that is the total number of downloads that you get. Again, if I see somebody else say, just keep going, I'm just going to go, ugh. Also, be careful. We got in a, a lovely dialogue about this. When you see somebody saying, hey, my course, my free ebook and strategy and blah, 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 it's $5,477, but it, it's yours from now till the end of next Friday for 37 cents. I, mm, mm, ha. You know what I'm saying on that? Like, really? Wow, that's like a 4,000% a discount. 
I'm not always sure those are the best value. And I just say, it's simple. When somebody gives you advice, so let's say good old John Johnson gives you advice, just go to Google and type in John Johnson podcast and see if that person shows up. Start questioning who is sending you information. And if you really need an opinion from somebody, the best person to ask is your audience. This is your friendly boost reminder. It's time to boost. 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 Yes, if your podcast app has a boost button, by all means, feel free to click that button. If it doesn't, well, then you can check out a new podcast app at schoolofpodcasting.com slash new podcast apps. Boost. Just a reminder that I need your answer by January 28th and this month's question of the month because we all want more followers and subscribers. So picture yourself, you're in an app and you see a show that maybe you might actually listen to. What catches your eye? Was it the artwork? Was it the title of the episode? Was it the title of the show? Was it their description? We want to kind of reverse engineer when you're in that situation. If you can kind of look at it and go, how did I get here? And what inspires me to take action? And what is that action? So I just realized I asked you about nine different questions, but we're trying to understand what gets people to click on follow and subscribe. I need your answer by January 28, 2022. And don't forget to tell us about your podcast and your website. Again, January 28th, 2022. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. And if you're thinking, Dave, I can't believe you haven't mentioned that you provide a service for constructive feedback. Actually, I supply three. One is the podcast rodeo show. It's kind of a first impression kind of review. The second one is a private review. The best one, hands down, is the podcast review show. If you've never listened to that show, it's a show I do with my buddy Eric K. Johnson, who has 30 years in radio, and you get both of us. That's right, two podcast consultants. We have you pick an episode that you feel is a good representation of your show. We listen to the episode. We tell you what we feel you're doing right so you can do more of that, and we point out the things that might need a little buffering. We also go over your website. We have you fill out a form where you explain what your goals are so we can make sure that your goals, your website, and your content are all in alignment. Check that out at podcastreviewshow.com. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a freelance audio documentarian. Mm. Awesome. Like like podcasts and stuff? Oh, please. Podcasts are verbal narcissism for ugly journalists. No, I tell stories through sound. I mentioned earlier that I did add a course on Captivate.fm to the School of Podcasting. And if you're wondering, no, the price doesn't go up when I add more courses to that. I'm actually going to be expanding on the How to Grow Your Podcast course. I have plans to add a Buzzsprout course to the School of Podcasting as well. You can sign up by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And if you say, Dave, why do you always spell it? That would allow me to see what people typed in for coupons. And I was amazed at how many people either, you know, let's just say they fat fingered it. How's that? L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. When you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. If you're new to the show, today is episode 808. Last week we did, what is my favorite podcast and why? That is the answer 
to the question of the month. So if you want to know what people are looking for in a good podcast, that is a great one to start with. In the future, I mentioned last week, I'm working with a tool that's going to somehow help you reduce some of the noise of your guest. I'm not quite done with that yet, but that'll be coming up in the future, along with anything you would like to hear. The website, again, schoolofpodcasting.com, and has everything you need. You can follow, you can contact me, you can check out my gear guide. It's all there, schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. 